Welcome, fellow Last Placers, to another episode of LPF Debrief, where Chris and I discuss comic books, TV shows, and movies. And on today's episode, we are going to, well, I'm going to be talking about the season finale of Obi-Wan. I know you guys haven't heard from us in a while. We had some things going on. Everything is okay. Um, when Chris comes back, he'll definitely talk uh, if he wants to about, you know, why he wasn't here. But uh, I will be covering for right now. I was trying to get some people on the show, but I wasn't able to. So I'm just going to do this episode by myself. So uh, I'll get into it. Uh, I know we missed episode four, five, and now I'm talking about six. So I'm just going to give you like a preview, a review of every, pretty much all the, the rest of the series since we didn't talk about it in this episode. So you're pretty much getting like a three for one episode when you guys, uh, for this episode. So um yeah and as always guys there is going to be spoilers ahead so if you don't want to watch any spoilers or hear any spoilers just wait i will be doing like i said episode four five and six so if you haven't watched any of those please go back and watch it and then come back and listen and please let us know what you guys think in the comments about the show in general i would love to hear you guys opinion and give us some other talking points okay so getting right into it i'm going to talk about the show in, in general and um, my like gripes and things that I really enjoyed about the show. Uh, I thought for me personally, episode four of the show was kind of a filler episode. I'll be honest. I didn't feel like we got much content from it besides it being an episode where we were just trying to save Leia and not that any of the acting in my opinion was bad or anything like that. I just felt like the episode kind of was unnecessary. We didn't have any major moving story points and it's kind of weird for that to happen, especially after um, episode three being your mid-season finale. So um, at the time watching episode four was kind of like, okay, well, we saw what happened. We saw, you know, Obi-Wan kind of get his morale back and start, you know, being able to use the, the force fully again, um, being able to save Leia and Tala uh, going into the the base and things like that. But as far as everything that happened in that episode, I didn't feel like um, it was um, the strongest episode. And not to say that, you know, every episode has to be as strongest. I just felt like the episode for me wasn't too much of a, a necessity, I guess I want to say. And I'll get into the whole show in general. Um, if But I just felt like episode four was just a little, a little off. Um, so I don't have much of a take on episode four besides that. It was, it was okay. It wasn't like anything crazy that, you know, you didn't enjoy Now Episode five, which uh, we're going to get into right now was probably my favorite of the series. And uh, I'll get into deep detail about that. I just feel like episode five is kind of what everyone anticipated this show was going to be, right? I feel like we got pretty much what people thought. Um, once we saw, once, uh, like trailers and, and casting and all that stuff coming out, we finally got Hayden Christensen to be playing the role of Anakin again. And I thought he did a great job and I thought they really captured what I feel Clone Wars, uh, the TV show captured and which is that really, re really close relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin that I feel like the prequels do not give us enough of a taste of. And I will always say that um, for me, Clone Wars does a really good job, even being that Obi-Wan and Anakin are not even the main characters of Clone Wars. 
but even with the time they have on their screen, everything like that. And I know some people say, well, they get shown, but like, I've, they're not these, they're part of the Clone Wars story. They're not like the majority centric part of Clone Wars, especially later on in the seasons. But they, in that TV show, it, they capture what everyone wants and that feeling that, um, of their relationship. And I feel like the prequels didn't do the same kind of job or the same service as Clone Wars did, which is why I always praise Clone Wars as what I watch as my prequels, because I feel like it did such a great job at establishing who both of those characters were in very short amount of time. Yes, it's six seasons, but like the time on screen with them is not crazy because they are 30 minute episodes. And yes, you do do story arcs of them, but they do a really really good job at capturing who Obi-Wan and Anakin are to each other. And I feel like we got a lot of the live action version in this episode of five, where we had that, this, those discussions, we had um, Obi-Wan being that mentor to Anakin has, as he always has been. And, you know, obviously being Anakin, being his Padawan, but it's just, you could feel that relationship even as they're cutting back and forth towards the episodes. Right. So like, I mean, towards the um, the time time point. So you would get your Obi Wan scene, Obi Wan and Anakin scene, and then it would cut to a Vader scene. And I feel like them having that um conversation and having that interaction really, really helped the show to what people were expected to see. So that battle on Coruscant, not battle, but that training session on Coruscant was really good. Um, we also in episode. Ha Five had uh, Rever become a Grand Inquisitor, which uh, obviously we know she gets that because she was the one who was able to find the, uh, be able to find Obi-Wan. And at this time, we don't know what her, still don't know what her true motives are, but we are starting to get to see what's, what's happening, right? We get to start to see what her thing is. And later on in this episode, we do see what her main goal was. Um, we saw that Talia and Obi-Wan, they're now trying to get uh, everyone away, uh, trying to get everyone in safety because now they know that, um, they do know that Vader is on the way because of the tracker that uh, Reva left on um, Leia's, Leia's droid. So, which is a good, which is a smart way to do it too, because I feel like you don't want to have like, you know, that old, like, hey, she put a tracker on them, but like doing it through the droid was a really good idea. And you kind of grow, like, um, the Rever character, I feel like, like I didn't have an issue with her before. I felt like they did try, to, um, they were pushing her, um, but I feel like she still has an interesting story that was that that was being told, and we'll get later on into it when we talk about the other episodes. But and what she finds out, what she do, what she does anyway. So Rever being able to, um, uh, uh, the, uh, sorry, the Empire then comes, finds Obi Wan, finds Talia, finds the base. And then going into that, which I thought was a really cool scene is, you know, they, we have this big, like this big fight and them trying to charge the door. Uh, Kenobi, obviously, uh, Vader, knowing who Kenobi is, knowing that he'll do anything to save the people that he is with, he knew that he would be able to get drawn out or be able to um, come and try to save the day because that's just what Jedis do. And we, we see Vader use that as a way to continue to try to... Um, find Obi-Wan and be able to find him in the way that he, he did because he knows what will be able to draw him out. So as that conversation is happening, um, 
Vader's on the way. Uh, Kenobi decides that he wants to, you know, uh, talk to Reva. And he discovers that Reva knows who, who Anakin is, only who Vader is, only because she found she was part of Order 66 which I think was a great way to tie that in and tie that character in to what was going on because we don't get many stories about survivors from Order 66, especially not a youngling. So I think them putting her into this this um, this turn, I think the turn was a little obvious because we knew that they weren't just going to have Reva's character. I felt like it was kind of a knowing that Reva's character wasn't always going to be this bad person. So I felt like, um, and I know a lot of people had the theory that she was already going to be someone that was part of Order 66 in some way. So we find out that Vader, uh, Anakin at the time, um, he kills all the younglings. Um, he wasn't able to kill Reva uh, with this weird Star Wars condonate, uh, like this weird Star Wars fact that kind of, I don't know if it's fact on purpose, but it just became kind of a thing, which I don't know if I fully agree with, but it feels like anyone who uh, is tempted by the dark side or a part of the dark side can obviously survive things that other people cannot. So being stabbed a few times, being cut in half, being <laughs> having your limbs taken off, if you have enough rage, apparently you can still sur survive. So I guess Reva, they made Reva have this anger to, of all her friends dying, which is what ultimately turned her into the dark side or start to be, use things from the dark side. As we know, we get um, Obi-Wan then tries to, to, to have this deal with her saying, listen, I know why you, I, he finally understands why he wants this to happen. And then he comes up with the plan, which was really nice to show General Kenobi's like strategic plans because I do think um, enough times we don't show how well of a tactician or well of a person um, being able to lead people uh, Obi-Wan is, even though, you know, he's had some bad run-ins and stuff like that. But I feel like he is still a, he is still a general and it is good to see them uh, for him to decipher plans and be able to try to work things, even as he works to um, bring himself back into what he used to be. So I think it was a really cool scene for him to be like, listen, I'm not, you know, I don't want, I want you to fight him essentially because you have this rage and it's kind of a way for Kenobi to be like, listen, I don't really want to fight Anakin because he still feels that Anakin is alive, right? He feels like Anakin is still in Vader and he wants to try to bring him out because that's usually what anyone from the Jedi will try to do to anyone from the dark side in most cases, especially when it comes to Vader saying, hey, like, I want you to be able to, um, you know, try to bring this person out. Right. And then, um, earlier before, um, earlier, we do also find out that Talia does sacrifice herself in order to save Kenobi. Um, and then later on, that's when Kenobi does, um, does surrender himself to Reva. And then he, again, he tries to make sure that Reva now has that, um, idea that, Hey, you could probably kill Vader, right? Or I want you to, attempt to kill vader and that's what the plan is as leia opens the door to the um to go ahead and open that door that's what uh, that whole conversation becomes and sees what happens we also see that obi-wan did get a lead um had like a little hollow from uh bill organa saying that like um i haven't heard from you in a while it seems that i hope everything's okay just bring uh leia home to me 
but he also reveals that obviously Luke's location in that, um, he reveals Luke's location inside of this hologram. So basically giving us a, another story point, right? So having that being said, Leia does open that door, um, and then removes the tracker. We see them try to escape. Reva is there saying like, okay, well, we're going to try to work this plan. Vader finally finds his way there, ends up going through the doors, trying to locate Obi-Wan. He sees a body of, of stormtroopers in his wake. And then one of the, I think, probably the coolest scene. Um, and I love, love, love when they show Vader's like real power. I just feel like we'd never get it enough, especially as a huge fan of the trilogies, uh, original trilogies. There was always that thing where we just like, we knew how strong Vader was, right? But we also only know it based off of like ideologies and what we think to know, right? So anytime like Star Wars for me shows off Vader's like true power or how strong he is, I'm always, I'm always going to be a fan of it. It doesn't matter what, even if I don't like the show, if I'm not saying I didn't like the show, I'm just saying, if you can show me Vader's true powers, which is one of the things I like about the comic books really, is that they do a great job at showcasing what Vader can really do, right? So as Vader is going off and he sees this, you know, this ship take off, he literally pulls it back. And if you guys had played um, Force Unleashed, which is a store, which is a game, a Star Wars game that's about Vader's secret apprentice. Uh, you'll notice that you'll remember that he did the same thing, right? So this is something that isn't un uncommon for people like, I, well, for Vader and um, people from the dark side to be able to pull ships back or pull. And I mean, we've even seen Luke do it later on when he, you know, gets his X-wing out of the water and stuff like that. So like we. To see him do that, to be able to stop a ship and like literally just bring it down to to back to landing, even though we find out later that it was just a trick because Kenobi was one step ahead, knowing that uh, Vader would have tried to do something like that and they were able to get off in another ship. But just seeing the scene where he just like makes it through that door and then he instantly stops it, like it just stops it in his track, brings it back in, forces it to land. Uh, it was just really cool just seeing Vader being able to do um, showcase what his force power is and how strong he can be. Then we see, um, obviously that happens. Reva then comes out um, and tries to accomplish what her and Kenobi talked about. And she's going to go ahead and fight Vader. We see Vader, not even um, Vader, just being light years ahead of her in, in skill. Um, he doesn't even need his saber for the first half of the fight, which I thought was also just another amazing scene because like for me vader just being able to fight without his saber and just knowing like people's movements and how, because obviously they had to go through some kind of training that vader would have un already known or because vader himself is a really good tactician so um vader being able to fight without the saber and just being able to stop her in her tracks with the force was really cool he then splits the her weapon and then he starts fighting with the sword. Obviously, he works her. And as she, as he should, like, you know what I mean? I don't like when um, we do these hero things and have like, oh, as if you forgot who Vader was. Like, there was no way Vader was losing that fight, especially not to someone who isn't as skilled as them. So showing off that skill cap for me 
was a really good thing. And this is why I was such a big fan of this episode, because they showed things like that where I feel like, you know what, there's no way that this person was going to be able to beat, beat Vader. And we never got the sense that that was even going to happen. So I'm glad that they showcased Vader being Vader. And then we see him do the stab, you know, to then um, obviously stop Reva because that doesn't kill her again, because again, clearly this whole dark side thing happens. And then we find another character who was later stabbed. And this kind of like, just lets us know the grand inquisitor comes back. And um, Chris did definitely predict that uh, we all kind of felt that way too. But Chris definitely said that he didn't feel like he was dead and he was right. Like, um, and I think it was good because especially with fans of um, the other shows and knowing what the Grand Inquisitor is and who they are, I'm glad that they were able to bring that character back. But it also sets up the story and the world for, hey, like people from the dark side clearly can survive being stabbed because again, I don't like it. I'm, I don't think it's the best writing. I don't think it's a really smart way of saying, hey, like these people, um, the dark, the dark side can survive all of these stabbings because they're, they're filled with rage. And yes, you can't, uh, and for the people who are complaining about like, oh, that's kind of stupid. Well, guess what? Vader survived getting all his limbs taken off in a, in a, what you call it, in a volcano. So yes, he was saved, but listen, the, it, clearly people on the dark side can do some ridiculous things that we didn't have an issue with then there shouldn't be an issue now if one of them survives a stab okay it, it, it's up to you if you want however you want to take that that's just how it is that's how it works like i said it's not that i agree with it but hey we can't be surprised that someone survived the stab wound when vader just was able to survive being cut pretty much limb from limb and having burnt limbs and then surviving pretty much a volcano. So there you have it with, <laughs> with that. And then we see that Rever does survive and then she ends up being able to see what that, um, what, what I, the hollow of obviously Luke um, finding out what Luke's location is, right? So she finds that out and obviously she's gonna um, attack her revenge that way because she, no, she's like, okay, well, and um, Vader has a son. Not that, you know, Vader knows at the time, but um, I guess he does. Does he find out at the time? Obviously, no, I don't. Rem no, no, he doesn't know yet. So, um, but this is her way of saying, hey, I'm going to get back at this person for that. And then she goes off to um, Tatooine and that's pretty much the end of the episode five. So I thought that was, like I said, for me, was probably my favorite episode of the bunch. I thought it was a really, really strong episode showing off of Vader's powers and every and how strong he is and how smart he is. I love that the Grand Inquisitor wasn't actually dead. So I think they did some really, really solid things in episode five. Definitely one of my favorites by far. Um, I think it was definitely my favorite. And then we close it off with episode six, which was the season finale. Um, uh, there's no tell yet if they're going to do another season of obi-wan so we're going to take this as if it's not the last so I, I might say it's the series finale but according to kathleen kennedy who reported saying that um more people do want obi-wan i again i'll get into why i feel like i like some of these sh like i don't know if i want a season two of the show but i feel like um people are saying that they want it and people are this is the same reason why this show was even created is people feel like they needed that storyline. I don't feel like it's necessary, but I'll get into more of that later. Um, we'll talk about this episode six, 
really strong episode again. Um, I feel like, you know, obviously Obi-Wan um, is, is off to Tatooine. He's going to, you know, he's basically now saying, hey, look, that I mean, they're on the, they're flying out. Um, they're going to try to bring Leia home. Vader's in hot pursuit of them. They fly over to a rural pr- um, planet because obviously Vader, uh, Kenobi knows that Vader's going to go chase him. So Vader obviously doing what Kenobi thought. They end up on this island. We have a great, great fight scene. And um, that's one of the things, again, it's just how much, like, continuities I know is really important and finding out, like, how much words and trying to keep a prequel. Uh, so realistically, while as we were watching this fight, and, I, and like I said, a really good fight scene, showing off both of these guys and how strong they were. I love that Vader won the first half, pretty much being like, hey, look, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're still out of touch with the Force, and if you can't unlock your full power, there's no way you're beating me kind of thing. So I feel like Vader just being able to do the things that he did and fight the way he was able to fight. And it, and again, I will always take any Vader fight scene. I don't care if the story makes sense. Um, it's just, it's Vader. Like, the more Vader you get, the better, right? I just feel like that's just how it's always going to be, right? It, it, I can't see how that would ever be different for most people as long as the fighting is good and everyone notices um, the choreography is being good. I, I think people are always going to accept a Vader fight scene. So this fight scene for me, I thought was really well done. Um, it really shows you how Kenobi was able to get back um, his fighting skills. And uh, I love that, you know, he tried uh, <laughs> that Vader tried to bury Obi-Wan, which is really cool, like under the rocks, just saying like, you know, and then and then leaving him there, thinking that like not checking kind of, he wanted to try to repay back what happened to him. Obviously, Obi-Wan uses a force. He's not gone. He's going to go ahead and fight off, fight Vader. We see that fight continue to go on. He breaks the, the helmet. I mean, he does great damage to the breathing apparatus. He does all this. And then obviously he breaks the, the, the helmet. And then we see Anakin under um, the face. He's wearing the Vader suit, which is a, also a really cool touch. And I love that we were able to prop up um, Hayden Christensen to, for this to be his last appearance, right? Or for, at, that we know of. But like, I, I'm glad that this will be the thing that pe- um, hopefully people remember him for, because I know a lot of there was a lot of issues with the prequels, and again, some of it not being his fault. Uh, I just think a lot of the direction in the prequels just was not done well. So him being able to like redeem himself, I feel doing a good job, a a good job at being Anakin again, and then being Vader. I think it really helps um, him get that acceptance that he's been getting for the, for the prequels and not getting all that hate that he was. So um, it's really, it was really good to see that. And then he basically tells, you know, Kenobi that, you know, Anakin's dead, like, um, and it's not, it wasn't Kenobi who killed him. It was, you know, it was Vader. So I love that they, they put that distinction of Vader and Anakin, especially at that time, because that time frame is where, like I was saying in one of the earlier episodes is that is prime Vader, right? So like the hint of Anakin or him feeling sorry for people is not going to be there because he is in full rage right now. Like he's fully upset. He, he still has, you know, he's still learning to be the evil person that we are going to see especially that comes in by the time we get to empire. Um, but this is full on Anakin. I mean, full on Vader. 
So him being upset and him being able to, um, him saying like, no, like Vader, like Anakin's dead because I killed him essentially. And then that being the last point that, um, Obi-Wan needed to hear, like, and Kenobi even says it when he leaves. Right. So once, you know, the breathing apparatus is, is failing him, um, Obi-Wan just leaves. And then he's, you know, he said, he does say, you know, goodbye, Darth. Like he doesn't even say Anakin anymore because now he's accepted that Anakin is no longer there with him, right? So that kind of helps with the continuity story, especially because I know a lot of people had the issue with the, you know, the phrasing of what happens in four. Um, I, I think it does help the continuity issue. I still don't agree that you have to write the story, like writing these prequel stories are always going to be a tough task because you just don't know how fans are going to react and if it's going to be the story that they want. So that's why I've always had this issue with when you go back to telling these stories, especially the ones that people feel like they already know, is because you are going to have, you might run into some continuity issues and how people interpret it. So is it worth it is what my main question would be for um, you guys and everyone listening is like, do you guys feel like it's worth having these prequel stories uh, with, with the um with the chance of they might mess up continuity because i feel like disney has done a really good job um the movies that they've done a good job with and the tv shows that have been done really well in my opinion i feel are the ones that tell the new stories but they sprinkle in those old characters so like i feel like for instance mandalorian being one of the examples mandalorian is obviously set in the star wars universe right but we have a brand new character that people don't know. So you can't anticipate what you think, you know, their story is going to be. And then since it's on another planet or somewhere else, you don't necessarily um, run into issues or restrictions of having to be able to tell the story within the continuity. So I feel like it's just a safer bet. And then you can sprinkle in the old characters because a lot of those stories, we don't know where that person was at the time. So when, you know, Luke shows up in Mandalorian and that was a spoiler, I'm sorry if you got uh, for not saying spoiler alert earlier, but if you guys, you know, watch that and you, of course, it's going to make sense and we're going to be hyped for it because we don't know where Luke was after um, returning the Jedi, right? We don't know a lot of that story until you get to what episode eight is, but even then we don't know like the direct story after six. So being able to sprinkle him into that show benefits you a lot because it is star wars right and we want it to still feel like star wars and i think that does is a way better formula rogue one another perfect example it's a bunch of characters we did not know sure we knew the outcome of what was going to happen but that doesn't mean we knew how those how that outcome happened we just know that they got the plans and that was it right that was the the story but we don't know how that happened so for them to tell us that story it makes a lot of sense Right. And a lot, and you're not really messing with continuity as long as the end, like as long as the end ends up, as long as they end up with the blueprint, that's the only thing we cared about. So, um, it's a, it's a safer way to tell the story. And I feel like that works really well for star Wars. And I feel like the Disney model works really well when they do it that way. So, um, so yeah. 
So that's what I feel like with, with, with a little rant uh, in the middle there. Uh, finishing ep the episode, we see that Obi-Wan um, gets to see Leia again. Uh, he goes to say, I'm sorry, before that happens, he goes to save Luke. And then we see that um, major story with uh, Reva and her not feeling like she doesn't, she doesn't know who she is or what she wants to be and things like that. Just feeling confused because she couldn't kill Luke because she didn't want to be that person. It, giving her that redemption story that she would want and Obi-Wan saying, you know, like, it's okay. Like you can feel that way. It's okay that, that you, that's, that you're not that person. It's okay that you're not Vader. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, having her being able to do that and being able to overcome her trauma, I thought was a really cool scene and a really nice touch for, for her and for the character. And again, now you could see the character later. You might be able to put her into something, uh, else you might be able to have her show up in Mandalorian. Who knows? I know a lot of people had a lot of backlash for the character. I'm not sure why. Um, yes, I felt like she did start off a little, like a little dull, but I think she, once she found her way and found her, like what her character goal was, I think she ended up being a really nice character to have into the star Wars. Um, then after all that, Lucas saved Leia, then, um, then Obi-Wan goes off to go see Leia, you know, they have their conversation, um, which I thought it was really cool because we didn't see that a lot. Right. And having that conversation and just how much Obi-Wan has affected her, I thought was a really nice touch. And, um, just her having the Talia get up and then we see her putting on what is more traditionally the Leia outfit. I thought was cool. The actress was, I thought she did a great job, especially at that age to be able to, you know, play the role that she did. Cause she, it was a big responsibility. I feel like, I don't know why people feel like they don't like that character, but I thought, um, I think one of the issues that this show had was I feel like people expected more of an Obi-Wan show. And we got like, I feel like it was still enough Obi-Wan, but I feel like there was more Leia and, um, Reva than people were expecting. And I think that had an issue with it. Not that I think their story was written poorly. I just think that's where, uh, the expectation didn't lie in for it to be that kind of show. So, um, after that happens, we see, uh, Obi-Wan goes to, um, goes back to Tatooine. He speaks to the, uh, he speaks to Owen, um, letting him know that, Hey, Luke needs to, you know, be a, be a kid. And then obviously, uh, Owen says, Hey, do you want to meet him? And then we get finally get the famous hello there as he tells Luke, which, um, everyone, I think kind of geeked out a little bit for that. Cause, uh, you know, it's such an iconic line, especially, uh, for him. So I thought everyone kind of, it was a good touch, a good taste to have that. So, um, I thought that was really cool. And then it just showed Obi-Wan being able to finally find, um, himself again, right. And become the Obi-Wan. He puts a, gives away his, not, I mean, he gets out of that cave that he's in and he's just, you know, ready to, um, go around and be the, the Obi-Wan that we know and love. And then as he's venturing off, we do see the space. Um, we do see the force ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn, which I think was a really nice touch. Uh, it, it's kind of weird because I feel like a lot of people were really excited for that. And that, um, and it's kind of crazy because it didn't, it kind of breaks what we knew for, from force ghost, right? Because most force ghosts only pop up when their bodies disappeared and Qui-Gon Jinn's never body never disappeared. It never disappeared. It never like, you know, we always saw the body. So I don't know. And, and there's ways around this to, to, 
to make the story work. I know obviously he could have been like the the way from what the information we know, he would have been the first one that we known to die and actually have seen the Padawan and um master relationship. So maybe you know afterwards that's when all the other masters decided hey we have to vanish but it kind of still puts a, a a weird continuity thing in question like um was like is he the first one to do that like is he the first one to portray that stuff um the force ghost it still was really nice to see neem uh, neeson uh reprise the role even though it was a short time um and then it kind of leaves the door open for season two but i just don't know what we would have in a season two of the show um again i'm i wasn't i i think this show in a bubble if you just watched this show and didn't add any of the other uh star wars elements to it i think a lot of people would be fine with the show right but that's not what kind of show this is this is a continuity show star wars is a connected universe so you do have to be mindful of those continuity things and i feel like um when you don't you will get a certain um certain amount of star wars fans upset not that i think you know you should be 100 listening to star wars fans because honestly and i but we, some of us don't know what we want and that's just the truth um you know some people will say hey i want brand new feeling stuff some people will say give me the old stuff no one knows some people say just stop making star wars stuff period so um the star wars fan base is a really difficult fan base in general and i and i know this just being a star wars fan i'm not saying i'm not part of that too like we all feel like we can um have a good grasp of this especially the ones who've been watching it for years uh we feel like okay we, the, these things would work but we never know right we, we we just have to take what we're getting um and that's fine but listen i just can't i yes there's been misses but i mean when for me personally as a star wars fan i just i will i won't be upset when we get new star wars i'll i do watch these things as in a certain landscape especially i have different expectations for certain ones like for this show i have that expectation because i'm just not the biggest fan of prequels in general even though i love clone wars um and like i said for the reasons earlier in the episode there's a reason why i like those style of prequels more than i like the the main focus of being your your older characters because for whatever reason disney has not really portrayed what people have wanted and i don't know any of the numbers for this show i could be totally wrong on this but um as far as solo went and as far as um the criticism of boba fett and things like that it 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 has been um i think for the older characters this has been the best of those um because we haven't got i feel like most people said that this show is fine they didn't have really major issues with it besides some of the continuity stuff but um overall people have enjoyed the show so maybe we will get a season two i don't know um i don't know depending on what the story is i'm not sure obviously i'll watch it and i'll obviously be giving a review on it but i don't know if i need necessarily need a season two i don't also know if i necessarily needed this show in general not saying like again i didn't say not saying i didn't enjoy it i felt like in a bubble the show was it was a really good show like if you if you can put some of your side things um like the the majority of the um the universe itself away i think people will end up saying well this is a the show was fine i just had issues with the continuity stuff so overall i really enjoyed the show i can't say i didn't especially those last two episodes i thought were really strong and pretty much what i wanted in the show so um 
overall, I I really did enjoy it. And um, I again, I'll never complain about seeing Vader. So overall, that is going to be it for me, guys. I know um, I tried to do this episode by myself. It's the first one I've done by myself. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please let me know down in the comments what you guys think about the the series in a whole. Um, and let me know what you guys, what some of your favorite moments of the show was. Um, hopefully I will be getting Chris back soon um, to, you know, to be in the, to, to come back. But, you know, work life, personal life, it it, it it gets there. So we just, you know, we we want you back, Chris, whenever you're ready. So Chris will be back once he can. And then we'll be getting back into it. I'm also going to do Miss Marvel. I'm debating if I want to do the uh, it as just one whole series because we I, I have missed the first three episodes. Well, I mean, making the episodes. So we'll see. But I will keep you guys tuned. Follow our social media. Subscribe to the YouTube. Do all that good stuff. Um, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, Fireteam out.